Good morning. Welcome to the Bonus Sunday Morning Service. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. You can get involved by calling 1-800-411-2663, 800-411-BOND. You can also email us, church at bondinfo.org, church at bondinfo.org, and put your name in town, name in town on your emails. Um, you can ask questions live right now, and, and I will respond to your comments or your questions about today's meeting. Good morning, guys and ladies. Good morning. Um, glad to see everybody. Um, the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about Deuteronomy 28, the curses. And I want to make you guys feel better by talking about the blessing. <laughs> because I think people rather hear about the blessing more so than the curses, right? We, yeah. A little bit of both. Okay. Did you did anybody read Deuteronomy twenty eight yet? I thought it was time. You read it? What what did you think about it? Scares me. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's interesting. I want to read it first, the uh, blessing, and then we'll talk about that. A lot of stuff I, I got from there. John, can you read uh uh Deuteronomy twenty eight, start with verse one and end at uh fourteen, I believe. And put my glasses on here. Baby, can you read it? I left my Bible in the car. You left your Bible in the car on your way to church, right? Deuteronomy verse 1, what? Uh, chapter 28. Chapter 28. Yes. You know, you always ask everybody if they brought their cell phone app, if, if they forget their phone. Yeah, did you forget your cell phone in the car? Baby, did you leave your cell phone in the car? No. <laughs> chapter 28. Yeah. Because on the cell phone now, you can have your Bible. Oh, he doesn't have it on his. If he does, he's not wearing it. Okay, let's have our Deuteronomy 28, uh, John, starting at verse 1 and, and all the way through 14 about the blessing. Okay. If you will only obey the Lord your God by diligently observing all his commandments that I am commanding you today. A little louder for me, all right? If you will only obey the Lord your God by diligently observing all his commandments that I am commanding you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. All these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you obey the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the field. Blessed shall you be the, blessed shall you be the fruit of your womb, the fruit of your ground, and the fruit of your livestock, both the increase of your cattle and the issue of your flock. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall be you. Oh, blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before you. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command the blessing upon you in your barns and in all that you undertake. He will bless you in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. The Lord will establish you as his holy people, as he has sworn to you, if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. All the peoples of the earth, of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you. The Lord will make you abound in prosperity in the fruit of your womb, in the fruit of your livestock, and in the fruit of your ground in the land that the Lord swore to your ancestors to give you. 
The Lord will open for you his rich storehouse, the heavens, to give the rain of your land in its season and to bless all your undertakings. He will lend to many nations, but you will not borrow. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. He sh you shall be only at the top and not at the bottom if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I am commanding you today by diligently observing them. And if you do not turn aside from any of the words that I am commanding you today, either to the right or to the left, following other gods to serve them. And the key thing is, if you should keep his commandments, then all these things will overtake you. And this is why I say that um, uh, if you are not blessed, if, you, if these things are not happening in your life, it's because you are not keeping his commandments. You know, and, and it, it's interesting in that it, it looked like with the mind, it, it appears that if you do the right thing, keep his commandment, these things are not going to happen, but they will happen because you, they are now subject to you rather than you being subject to them. A lot of, I like it when he said you will become the head and not the tail. A lot of Christians are the, they are the tail and not the head. You know, they're controlled by everything around them. And God said that if you keep his commandment, you become the head. And, 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 and I'm telling you, that's, it's amazing. This is why when those preachers tell you that it's okay to sin, that you can sin and, and just get up and repent and go your way, they're lying to you. Because God said the only way that these things are going to happen for you, that he's going to do them for you, is if you should keep his commandments. If you should keep them, not sometime keep them, not keep them when you want something or when things are bad. But these things will be added unto you if you keep his law, keep his commandment. It's just that simple. And as we've been talking about in the last couple of weeks, most Christians are not doing that, and that's why their children are suffering. They are suffering. They're broke. They're sick. They're out of it. They're angry. They have fear and doubt because they're not just doing one simple thing, and that's keeping God's commandment. you got to keep his commandment. I spoke to a, um, uh, a group of foster children this week. It was about, i say about 25 to 30 of them. Was it about that many, Patrick? About 25, 30? I think it was closer to 40. 40. And they were all black, I think, except for one. <laughs> Boys and girls. And so we're sitting in this circle talking, and all of a sudden it dawned on me that these kids have been taken away from their parents since some of them were little babies, five and six years old, and they're growing up without parents. They're living in foster homes. And, and I, I can't even imagine that. And I never thought I'd see a day when we would have children that would be living in foster homes so-called foster homes, not with parent, with grandparents or cousins or aunts or anybody, but with somebody else. And then as I got these kids to open up, they are all, every one of them are just tore up on the inside with anger and frustration, and they are all hurting. And they are going through life not being dealt with. You know, this, this is the first time that this stuff was ever brought up inside of them. And the people who are trying to help them, they mean well. But taking these kids to a basketball game or, uh, you know, just having them out having fun is not solving the problems. It will not solve the problem. And I asked each and every one that I spoke to, 
who do you have to talk to? Do you have anyone to talk to? And they said, no, nobody. So this evilness is growing up in them and it's not being exposed because even the Christians around them don't know how to bring it out. And, and that's not a blessing. This is not the way God wants us to live. And if we keep his commandment, all those things will start to change. And you don't have to worry. You don't have to stress out over anything. You just get up and do what you see to do, and it will work out. I'm a witness to that. It really will work out for you. If you're poor and down and out, you need to check your relationship with God, especially if you're calling yourself a Christian. You really need to check out things. Something is wrong. You're not living right or something's going on. Yes, Pat. Uh, I think the average Christian would tell you that they are keeping God's commandments. So what do you, how, do you, how do you refer to keeping the commandments? How do, you, how do you define that? How many people here think that you're keeping God's commandments? Most of the time. Most of the time? Most of the time. I'm, and sometimes you don't? All the time. I'm trying to do it all the time. And, and sometimes, sometimes you, you don't keep them? Well, I, I won't say I don't keep it, but I, I get a little weak. And things, but I'm I'm getting so strong in in the Holy Spirit that it's a blessing to obey God and do His will. I can't it, even imagine at this point living any other kind of way. I don't I, know how I to go back to that. I said the same thing. Seek Him. He is your answer. Yeah. Um, who would hear? know what it means to keep God's commandment. When you hear that, you know what, you understand what that means. Nobody? You do? What does it mean? Um, to be, to uh, not be, to not be judgmental, to not be angry, and um, not be prideful, basically. Because in that... That's what it means to keep God's commandments? Yeah, because in that you naturally keep all the other commandments when you're not upset and angry and prideful because I've seen in my life really all all the addictions and stuff that I've had and all the problems I've had is what all came from my ego from pride it was all from that so you know it was once that is there any evidence in your life that is working yes to to what you say not you said come again what is the commandment that you're keeping to well to not be judgmental, not be judgmental. And not be angry, forgiving. Okay. And and what's the evidence that it's working? Uh, well, my life is totally, totally different. I don't have fear that I used to have. Are I'm you the head a, or the tail? Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> By the head or the tail? Um, I'm not. I'm not moved by the world. I'm not anything like I used to be. Are you um, the head or the tail? I'm not sure how to answer that. The head, uh -huh. I'm not sure what that means. Um, yeah, if it means you're not, you know, you're not, you're not moved. I'm not sure what it means. Oh, so okay. Not, yeah. Right. And you say what? Do you know what that means to keep his commandments? That's a good question, Patrick asked. What it means to me is to God's commandment is to love one another as He's loved us, mm -hmm. and. Uh, I always go back to what the fruit of that is. The right. fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience. Um, and to have that all the time, and the only way to have that all the time is to be filled with the Spirit and be conscious of who you are. 
and who God is in you. And do you have that love? No. You don't have it. And why not? Well, how do you know you don't have it? Because, um, because I believe that there would be different, um, I don't want to say things, uh, my life would be different if I did. In what way you imagine that your life would be? Um, I think I would be the head and know that I'm the head. And so right now you're the tail? Uh, uh, probably. Probably? You would be the, and what does it mean to be the head? It means that, to me, it means that I would be uh, the lender and not the borrower. I, I would have all of my needs met and be able to meet other people's needs. Oh, okay. Interesting. Very good. Yeah. Um, who else in here know what it means to keep his commandment, or you don't know? Yes. I believe I would know, uh, know if I uh, if I rise above my. Uh, so right now you don't know what it means. Huh? You don't know what it means to keep his commandments. I uh, I believe I don't uh, currently don't know because you do not I, know. Okay. No, simply because because uh, I'm still clouding uh, the anger. Anger. I believe that when a person is ahead, he's free, free from anger and any other, uh, any other emotion within himself. So right now you're, you're the tail all the way, huh? Yes, I am. Uh, what does it feel like to be the tail? Being guided by, uh, by something outside, controlled like a puppet out by something out, uh, outside of yourself. Yeah. Amazing. Yes, sir? Uh, <clears throat> interesting keeping his commandments. Uh, you keep his commandments if you're able to live by faith. Are you keeping his commandments? Uh, no, not all the way. Are you the head or the tail? Uh, I also would like to know what that really means to be the head or the tail. I don't think anybody wants to be the tail, right? Hmm? It doesn't sound like much fun. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Live by faith, and then you know. It's, in other words, in, in the Lord's prayer, it says, "Thy will be done." So, you know, those are the two key things in as far as keeping the commandments are concerned. Right. And if you believe that to be true, why aren't you doing it? Uh, I cannot. I cannot bring it about myself. I can only see what I'm lacking. That you don't have it. Yeah, that I don't have it. Yeah. I can't. I can't make it happen. I wish I would be able to lift my faith all the way. I right. really do, but uh, I can't bring that about. Oh, okay. Interesting. Did you say what to that? Did you say amen to that? Uh, okay. Did, did you say that? I thought no, I heard I you say. Somebody said, said, "Oh, you yeah, said." He, he's right. He, he can't give it to himself. Yeah, and that's a problem. A lot of people think that they can. Right. And that's what we were talking about earlier with you. Of yourself, you could do nothing. You cannot make this happen. Okay. You know, it, it has to happen on its own. But the, the question is, how do you get people to a point where they allow it to happen? Because as, as a favor said, the ego as such is, is always kind of trying to get in your way. So how do you avoid that ego, which is the nature of the devil, so that God can take over and allow you to do it? Are you doing that, Mary, keeping the commandments? I don't know. You know, I, well, that means no. I would say no. I mean, I, 
You don't know if you're keeping his commandments or not? Well, I mean, I know I do gossip. I know I do... You gossip? Yeah, that's not... Yeah, that's not... So, no. (laughs) (laughs) And so you're the tail or the head? Tail. But the head of the gossiping world. Gossip world. (laughs) 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 Well, at least you're honest about it and know it. Because you don't want to be deceived. No. And it's so easy to be deceived. Yeah, because, I mean, you're sitting there and you think, oh, I'm not going to gossip. And the next thing you know, it's like, okay, what am I doing? Talk to Jack. Yeah. What is gossip? So what? What is gossip? Mary? What is gossip? (laughs) It's, well. Also, you don't gossip? I don't believe in gossip. You you don't believe in it? No. So you know what it is, then, right? It's not in gossip. Well, that's not in God's will to gossip. So how you avoid it? Being a woman, how you avoid gossip, 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 gossiping? When I want to say something about her, you, whoever, I tell you. Yeah. That's not God. But it's hard for ladies to do that. Well, you want to change. If you want to change, it's not hard if you're willing to change. Yeah. Amazing. Um, what do you want to Are you keeping his commandments? And we'll just, are you the head or the tail? <laughs> well, I'm the head who wants to be, who who's keep on doing things to be, to be the tail, but it just, it's just not, you know, I give away my um, my bounty. Are you a lender or a borrower? I'm borrower. A lender. A lender. Yeah. yeah. Are you a lender? Oh, you said you're a borrower. How about you, sir? Are you a lender or a borrower? I'm sorry? You said, are you a borrower or a lender? She <laughs> It depends yeah, on what you're referring to. I, I, yes, I would assume here he mean money. <laughs> <laughs> so do you, are you a lender or a borrower? I'm, a I'm sorry? I'm a lender. How about you, Faye? I'm a borrower still. Borrower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're the tail then? In that regard, yes. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, sir? Are you a lender or borrower? I'm your banker. You're the yeah. banker. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're definitely a lender, huh? That means he's both. Huh? That means he's both. Yeah. Um, you could you could keep you keep his commandments. I sure do. You do. Mm-hmm. And and what does that mean to keep his commandments? Well, you know, you it, keep all of them. It's a very interesting question. You you know, Jesus Christ. Uh, when he came, he said, I came not to change the law, but to fulfill it. Now, we know that Moses received the Ten Commandments to start with. So if he received the Ten Commandments and Jesus didn't change it, then they still apply to your life. And Jesus also said in his gospel that the greatest commandment I leave with you is to love one another as I have loved you. He also commanded everyone that he, that he forgave to go and sin no more. So there's a number of commandments written in the Word of God that apply to us to keep, you know. And if we uh, if we go into the Word, we'll find these different areas where uh, we have commandments, you know. The way so are you keeping them all? Or? If I keep them all, uh-huh. it is my sincere effort to do so, and if my conscience guides me in that manner. Your conscience guides you what? In that manner to keep His commandments. And so are you keeping them all? I keep, sure, I'm keeping them all. All of his commandments. Yes, yes. <laughs> Why are your wife laughing so hard and pulling away? And she loved me. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like this. 
every time he says yes, he goes further away in the chair. <laughs> if you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, keep my commandments. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah salvation is, a, is an individual thing. We cannot tell one to the other who is keeping the commandments and who is not keeping the commandments. Yeah. You know, our relationship with God is personal. Well, that's why he's asking you. Huh? Yes. Right. That's why I'm asking because you'll be able to help somebody. So you're keeping all of them. Of course. And your I'm, wife is about to fall out of the chair because of what reason? The, the, those commandments of, of which I am conscious of. No, she's sweating now. Oh, no, he did. Those of which I am conscious of, I keep. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you, I, I'm not, I, I'm, you know, I'm taking you at your word. I, you, I, I you just know, want to help. You know, a lot of people just take just the Ten Commandments. That's, that's it, you know, uh, where, where Moses took uh, and wrote on the, on the tablet. Right. They think that's the only commandment to apply to life, but there are many more commandments. As you read through the scripture, you'll find commandments right. given. And uh, as I read the scripture, I find other commandments. And they go on, and they go on and on. There's a simple way of keeping the commandments. It's not very difficult. Mm-hmm. But you have to find that place and that way of doing it. Right. Uh, are you keeping them? Is that a yes or no? Um, no, I'm not. I can't hear you. No, I'm not. Uh, is it hard to tell the truth? <laughs> you should know the truth. Everybody else is hard to tell the truth. Is it hard for you to tell the truth? Yeah. I'm sorry? Yes. And why? There's the, you know, things of me. You need to speak up for me. Stand up and speak up for me. I can't hear you. Let me speak up. He's all nervous and sweating. <laughs> I think there are little demons in me and stuff that uh, that keeps me from, from you know, speaking up easily and stuff. So I have to put out every effort in my heart to tell the truth. Oh, because there's something inside of you that... Right. Uh, yeah, doesn't exactly. want it's you my, to tell the truth. Exactly. It's my thoughts that's <laughs> clouding me, uh, my percep- feel of perception. What would happen if you told the truth, you think? What happened if I told the truth? Yes. Well, uh, because I was fearing that something is going to, like, uh, chop my head off or something like that. No, what would happen if you told the truth? What would happen if I tell the truth? No, what would happen if you tell the truth? Well, because the truth will be revealed, right? And you don't want to be revealed? Well, I do want to be revealed, yes. But, so why is it hard to tell the truth? It's just is. It's just hard. Uh, you know, I can't explain why is it hard. You know, it's, uh, you know, I mean, it should, you be, con- it should be, a, I mean, a joyful experience and stuff, but uh, I always keep finding it a uh, challenge. Are you concerned about what others would think about you if you told the truth? Yes. You are? Yeah. So why do you just say that right now? I just, that thought did not occur to me. Oh, I see. And so you're not keeping all of his commandments? Not really. But you're I trying. Guess. Trying. And how are you trying? Well, I just think about it and uh, think about the commandments and, you know, and uh, analyze it, really. You know? Okay, so you think about all of them and analyze them, right? Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, no wonder, man. He can't be doing all that. <laughs> That's too much work. <laughs> uh, yes. I can say I'm trying in the fact that I know. I don't. I, mean, I know I don't, so I would, I would like to do something. So you just so say. <laughs> I uh, mean, yeah, I mean, I keep wanting and wishing. And, 
Oh, okay. Yes, yes, sir. Uh, I see on the tail of the journey about what you were saying. You're the tail. Yeah, on the tail, top of the tail. Yeah. And that is to say, uh, <laughs> top of the tail. Top of the tail. Uh, that's to say, if I break the first commandment, thou shalt have no other God before me, then I break the rest. Because if you put God before anything, then you won't break the rest. You have another God before? Yes, I do. And what is it? Smoking. Smoking? Yes. Smoking cigarette? Yeah, no. What do you? Oh, cigar. Yes. Smoking cigars is is uh, your God? Yeah. Really? Yes. Is that important to you? Yeah, I began to see it is. I began to see it. But I thought cigars, the only thing it does is make you feel good. Well, I guess so. Well, you, you, hold it, hold it, hold it. Because you can't like, get high off cigars, can no, you? It's just like anything else. If you if you if you use it readily, it become a, you become slave to it because <clears throat> smoking is a, is a is a judgment. I began to see that. And not only that, it is somewhat of a nervous problem also. You know, and you get into it, it gets into you, and, and you take off with it. Just like drinking, yeah. sexing, yeah, lying. You know, Why don't you let it go? Ego. 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 And if you know that, why don't you let it go? Uh, I, it's too good. It's too good. Yeah, it's too good. It's interesting how people know things about truth. And yet, can't let go. Yes. Isn't that amazing? Mm -hmm. That's the setup from the mind. Mm -hmm. That's why you should not be taught stuff. Mm -hmm. Because if you are taught truth, mm -hmm. it's going to lock in your imagination. And you think you have it, and you don't. Mm -hmm. Because when you discover the truth, it changes your life. Mm -hmm. There's no way you can just discover truth and still hold on to your old ways. Mm -hmm. One wipes out the other. I'm telling you, one wipes out the other. But when you learn about truth, because someone is teaching it to you, nothing changes. Mm -hmm. If anything, it's like what he's saying. It puffs you up. Mm -hmm. You know the truth. You quote the truth. You know all the right words to say, but nothing is changing in your life. And that's why you're still going to be defeated in life. True. And, and with me, I, I, I began to see in the last week or so <clears throat> what it is. You know, uh, uh, and I tell myself, well, when you watch yourself closely, you see a emotion shows up. As soon as I release it, or relax, it goes away. And I can do this practically all day, and all of a sudden at night, I'll grab it. See? So you're just a stubborn kind of fella, huh? Yeah, uh-huh, yes. You're not tired of suffering yet? No, I can see that also. Yeah. Yeah, yeah a lot and of it people... Scares me. It scares me on the one hand, and on the other hand, I just still reach and grab it. Do you, do you realize that you have learned the truth by rote, by memories, yes. Yes. and that you have not discovered the truth? Yes. You know the difference in discovering and learning? Yes. Well, what's the difference? The difference is when you discover, it's more, um, it's more you, you're more in tune to it. You, 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 you really understand it better. And when you, when you, when you learn it by rote, you just, just say it just off the top of your head because you think it's so. And so you can't help but go with the rote knowledge. Are you so trained that you can't let that up? You still trust that? Yeah, I think I might, I, I might do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard to... It's, it's, it's not hard. It just, it just I, won't, I don't want to suffer right now. I, I, I see that. I saw that the other night. But I, you're too old. I you, you don't have much time. I understand that. You're right. You, you don't know how long you have it right now. That's right. Maybe the next I wouldn't take that risk. I thought of that also. But that's not enough to let go. Yeah, that's the sad part. 
I think you're and I are the same age, right? No. You're older? Yes. Wow. I wouldn't take that. I wouldn't want to. I would want to just kind of. I would want to. Yeah, I understand. I understand. Just kind of let go of all that stuff at this point, knowing that there is another way of doing it. Yes, and that's the, like I said. That's the scary part, you know, in me. And I see it. I understand it. I know it. But something got a hold on me that I don't want to turn it loose. And you don't want to turn it. I loose. don't want to turn it. Loose. I, I could say that. So you like the hell that's inside of you. Must be. Uh, You're not sure. Yeah, I'm sure on the hell that I want, but I know there's a there's a, a there's a uh, there's a curse to it. You know, that's I'm on the on the end of it. I'm gonna suffer. I'm gonna suffer sooner than I should, and I understand that. And that scares me also. Let me ask you this: So you don't want to you don't want to be a child of God? You don't really want to be born again? Ooh. Here we go with the conflict. Uh, yeah, there's a conflict within me about that. And, and I know, like I said, the one thing that's, get, that's really coming to a head is that the suffering is coming. Breaking, uh, she's kicking her chair in the back. That's okay. That's not okay. It's distracting. Yeah, but okay, go ahead. Yeah, it, I, I know that I'm going to suffer later on for it. You know, if not now, later on. And this, this is what... I don't know if that means you know you're going to suffer later on for what? Well, anytime you do anything that's... Uh, <clears throat> Let me go back. Detrimental to the health, you're going to suffer. Do you want to be born again of God? You want his nature? Yes, I do believe I want to be born But you just said you didn't want it. Well, really. I did because of, of the thing that's in me that, that, that I keep smoking. But then on the other hand, I got a double-edged sword here. On the one hand, but on the other hand. I do want to be born again, but I can't give up the left hand because my right hand, I'm going to put it this way. I told somebody this, and I had to say it to myself. I got one hand on my item and one hand on the Bible. And if I can't take my hand off the item that I want and put it on the top of the right hand, <clears throat> on top of the Bible, and be at one with it, then I'm going to suffer. But you don't want to be born again. I don't know what that is, not to want to be born again. So if you don't want, do you pray in the morning? Yes. At night too? Yes. So if you don't want to be born again, why pray? Because it, there's something in me keep saying, keep Keep at it, keep at it, keep at it. Because that, one day a light's going to shine on it and I'm going to turn it loose. I and know. so what's telling you to keep at it? I don't know. You don't know? Yeah, I know. I just know I just got to keep at it. I just know it. Okay. Keep at what? Praying. Praying? Yes. In hopes that what may happen? That I'll be delivered from it. But you just said you didn't want to be. Delivered. On the one hand, the one hand is saying, though, you know, I, oh, I see. Delivered. The other hand is saying, How many people understand what he's talking about? Oh, you understand that? You understand what he's talking about? No, no, no. Can I just say something? About what he's saying? Yeah, yeah. Okay. See, he, he, he need to put his cigar smoking in perspective. You know, he, I need to listen to the gospel uh, uh, written by the Apostle Paul. He said, everything you do, you do in moderation. Uh, you think you're out of control with the cigar? I mean, you don't, you're not smoking one now. And I don't, I've never seen you smoke one. No, and I smoke it, about maybe one or two a day. Yeah, but it's moder that's moderation. Yeah. That's yeah. moderation. That is not against you. You are not sinning with that. But it, it can't it can't. You are not sinning with that. That's not your God. Yeah, but let me, let me interfere with you right there. Mm -hmm. It depends on what size cigar you're smoking, how large, and all of that. <laughs> no, you get it. anywhere between thirty to an hour and fifteen minutes. You know, and 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 that in itself. Uh, uh, because of time, let me ask you this. Yes. So when you, before you smoke this cigar, you have conflict and you know that you're smoking to escape that 
uh, run away from yourself? Are you aware that that's why you're smoking it prior yeah, to smoking it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you know then you're trying to cover up. Yeah. And so you're using a cigar to cover yeah. Okay, then. Oh, yeah. So, so he is doing it for that reason. Yeah. If he's aware that he's running away from truth mm -hmm. by smoking a cigar, then that is his God. But you're right, if he's just doing it because, you know, you just yeah, want to sit down, it's saying. a different story. But the scripture also says, say, the day you hear my voice, harden not your heart. You know, <laughs> you, if he's got a one and come from God, like that, he's supposed to adhere to that message. Harden not your The day you hear my voice, harden not your heart. Be receptive right, but to he, God's message. But he ran away from it by, yeah, he, he by smoking a cigar. Yeah. It, it would change you. Well, all I can say to you is just suffer, buddy. Understand. Yeah. Understand. And uh, until it's hard. It's hard. It's, hard. Yeah, it's hard to suffer or hard to overcome? It's hard to accept it, but it's fair, you know. Oh, it's hard when I say just suffer? Yeah, right, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Just suffer until you, I mean, because God is not going to force you. I know. Right. His he will is out of his mind. Yeah. He and Jesus just get up every morning and go over to Coffee Bean and you get a lot of coffee mocha and turn the TV on and watch it. Yeah, I understand. You know, that's, uh, what, that's what I'm <laughs> You say you understand that, Patrick? Yeah, I mean, you say when he, does he want it or does he not want it? You know, when, when people have sin inside them, at a certain point it becomes an identity that they identify with as it is them. So I think when sin is really in there, it can look like you and it can make it a little bit confusing as to who you are. You know, you say you want to get over it. Well, is he answering you out of his side of the consciousness side or he may be answering you out of the sin side. Mm -hmm. You say, do you want to get over this? The sin side may be saying, no, I don't. Mm -hmm. But there also may be a consciousness in there that is praying so that he can be delivered at some point. Oh. You guys understand that? Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 You don't understand it. Okay. Who said yeah? You understand it? Yeah. So you have these two sides going on too? No. A sin side and a, another no. side? No, I don't have that. I mean, I have thoughts that try to pull me there, but I don't have that uh, addiction where, you know... Well, how do you understand what he's talking about here? Because what he's saying really is it could just be the thoughts saying to him and making him think that he really doesn't want it. So Patrick's wrong in what he's saying? No, that's, I believe that's what he's saying. That it's no, right. Patrick said there are two sides, right? in a kind of a prison... You know, and and he may be, it may even be tricking him, thinking that he really doesn't want it when really he does. I think that's what I believe that's what Pat's saying. Yes. Yeah, Pat. Pat's correct in what he's saying. And what is he saying? He's saying that um, there are two identities in there, and the soul is more is is more identified with 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 the sin identity that's in yourself, and not not with the with the salvation, but that has to, that can only be changed by God. And yeah, you do have to suffer until you're relieved from that. But uh, um, don't believe. I, I think the problem that I have with it, what you're saying, is that he has to realize some kind of way, find a way to realize that this thing that's telling him that he doesn't want it, it's not him telling himself that, so that he doesn't identify with that. Because the fact that uh, the fact that he gets up and pray and he's like seeking for it is the indication that he does want it. But as long as he confesses that he doesn't want it, he's not going to get it. 
because you're condemned by your words and you're justified by them as well. And so the reader, I was pressuring him about why do you say you don't want it? Hope. I was hoping that he realized that this thing that's telling him that is lying to him. It's the deceiver telling him that. And then I asked him, why do you get up and pray? Because if he, if the real you really don't want it, you wouldn't get up to pray. You wouldn't read the Bible. You wouldn't be seeking out something that you don't want. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so you have to watch your words because it is keeping you in that mode. We are condemned by our words. Yeah, and we are justified by them. But people don't realize that words have power. You get up here. I know people who have convinced themselves that the world is against them. They can barely function now. And the world is going on, not even thinking about them. But they have condemned themselves to that point. But that is the deceiver that's made a home inside of you, speaking through you. It sounds like you, it feels like you, but it's not you. That's why you have to become the observer instead of speaking this stuff. That makes sense? Yeah, makes sense. That's what you were saying too, right? That is what I'm saying. It's the same thing when people come into church and they say, I love to whatever sin. Right. Name your sin. I right. Love to do this. And then you they said, say, I love it. You know, so that implies their, they think of it as their whole self loves right. it. When it's really a sin that's in there. And that's why Paul said, I realize it's not me, but this thing that's in me. And so if you could just realize that, I'm telling you, you would stop condemning yourself. You wouldn't speak too highly of self. You wouldn't put self down. You would just live your life through awareness, one mind of God. And so I think you need to stop telling yourself that. You're right about that. And I did say, tell myself I did love smoking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I know. I, I'm a, you said that this is my God. I about it all, Jesse. It's like... I had quit smoking for 17 years, and all of a sudden, I, 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 I smoked a cigar, and it just came back, and just, I just wanted to smoke them again. Because the problem was still there. Yeah, okay. You know, you may have stopped the smoking, but you didn't get over that spiritual problem that you had. Okay, okay. Because you could stop smoking and go to a cigar, or you can smoke Kool-Aid. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, you just find something else to do, but the conflict is still there. And that's what God wants us to overcome, the spirit. <laughs> because when you overcome that spirit, then all these other things just naturally fade away. Okay. You don't go from thing to thing. You go from death to life. You start to live. Okay. So that's what you need to get over. But I would stop telling myself, I don't want this. What made you start telling yourself that? Did you hear the teacher say that? No, no, just my own inner conflict. So you identify with yeah, that right, thing inside of you. I can't blame nobody for that. I have to blame myself for that. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't condemn myself like that, especially if I'm see. Now, if that's what you really want, you could go around and say, you know what, devil, I love your hell. Mm-hmm. You know, you're my God. I want to stay with you. Definitely you're it, right? But if you're one of those people who want to overcome, I would learn to be still and let God cause me to overcome and not no longer identify with this other thing that's speaking to you. Is that what you were saying, Jeff? Yeah. You got to rise above it. Okay. Just simply by being aware of it. Consciousness, the mind of God would change it just like that because he shined the light on it. Okay. That makes sense? That makes sense. Yeah, you got to get away from that, man. You spend the rest of your life condemning yourself. You read the Bible and still get up and say, I don't want this because he'll say it through you, the devil. He's not your friend. He's not you. He's made a home inside of you. That makes sense? That makes sense. Yeah. You want, these, you want these blessings that God is talking about. You want to be his son so that he can take care of you. The one thing about being a child of God, 
It's like having a good father. He will add on to you. You just take care. You're going on with your yes. life. Yes. And he's just totally taking care of you. Yes. Yes. And it's like it's like a father being off at work or something providing for you. And you're a little kid that's going on with your daily life. But all your needs are met. It's like magic almost. And you have to have faith. You have to have, you have to keep the commandments for that to happen. I had a preacher on my radio show this week, two of them. And I realized the other morning that they're both liars. They just lie. One preacher said that his wife, he was, his wife was his partner. So I said, are you the head of your wife? And his first reaction, what do you mean by am I the head of my wife? You know, he go into that negative mode right away, thinking negatively about it. Not realizing that he's influenced by the world. Because if you're a man of God or a woman of God and someone says uh, to you, are you the head of your wife? Or ask your wife, you know, if your husband is your head, they don't automatically go into the negative thinking. They say, yeah, that's my head. But when you're not the head of your wife, that's when you start. Well, what do you mean by that? And this guy said, well, my wife is my partner. Does it sound good to everybody? The Christians here? When a man says that, and I said, then why are you using those words to describe your relationship with your wife? I said, that's the gay term. That's what gay people say. This is my partner. Because they're trying to infringe upon marriage. And then you have women who hate men, liber- you know, so-called liberated women who live with men and not really married to them. They'll say, that's my partner. You know, but the church has picked up the same words. And the, uh-huh. and the preacher is picking up the same words. Where's the separation from the world if you're born again of the world? I mean, if you're born again of God. How are you going to walk around saying, this is my partner? That's not in the Bible. God said that you are the head of your wife. But they're like, she's my partner. And I woke up thinking, these preachers are just downright liars. And from now on, that's what I'm going to call them when I have them on my radio show. They are evildoers. They are liars. Because you've got to be of the truth or not of it. You can't be a partner. <laughs> no. And I guarantee you, they're going to put that in the Bible later. God said for man to be the partner of your wife. The Bible is going to change. Because that's what the preachers are preaching now. And when that changes, the next generation will be deceived. They'll be deceived. And people are going to lift up, hold a hand. This is why I think that black people especially, now I don't know if white churches are doing it. If they are, the white folks need to stay home too. But black people need to stay home from these black churches. Anytime your preacher say his wife is his partner, he's not of God. Yes, sir. I was going to say uh, it is possible that they're, that they're really deceived they're not really consciously lying, that they are really deceived. The world has taken them over because that's what the world thinks. The world doesn't... No, these preachers are consciously lying. Out there with, you know, for instance, I mean, you can ask just about anybody that is married, a man. Are you the head of, of your wife? He's just going to look funny at you. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, he, he, in other words, that doesn't, at this point, it's, it's most unfortunate and tragic. No, they are consciously lying. Anything. Yeah. anything. They're constantly lying. They're, trying, they're, they're going along with the lie in order to build careers, get a lot of money, yeah, a lot of power. They know what they're doing. We had a debate in my office this week about some, uh, the head of an organization doing something. And I was asked if this person knows what he's doing. One person said, no, he doesn't know what he's doing. He thinks he's doing right. But that's not true. 
we all know when we do wrong and we know when we do right. So this person know exactly what they're doing. And anyone who thinks that he doesn't is deceived themselves. Because we know right from wrong. And if he didn't know what he was doing, why does he go in darkness and do it? If you don't know what you're doing, you're going to do it out in the light and then find out later that you're wrong. But if you know what you're doing and what you're doing is wrong, you're going to do it undercover too. Yes. So this person does know what he's doing and he knows that it's wrong. He doesn't think that it's right. And so don't ever be deceived by that. God gave all us the ability to know right from wrong. So we do know right from wrong. That makes sense? Yeah. Now I know I got some disagreements here that I'll hear it in a minute. But let's just see how many people disagree with me on that. That you, that this person, well, you don't know who the person is, I can't even say, but. <laughs> but let me put it this way. It's a friend of Oz's. Must be you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I saw this hand first. Yes, sir. Um, I agree with you basically in that, uh, like, people, unless they've been totally converted and their conscience is gone, then that standard is not there. They've flipped. So evil becomes good and good becomes evil. I think that happens with some people. But... Uh, but I do believe what you're saying. Most people do have that. But you said that this person think that what they're doing is right. Right. Because but I said I, no, they I don't. I believe is he still has a conscience, but the evil has overshadowed it, and it's and it's it's no. convinced him of his communist agenda is right. It's 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 turned it in his mind, and that's why he's so dangerous. And you're so 100 wrong. I, I disagree. Okay. I think a lot of people that's happened to, they, they absolutely have been tricked by the devil that what their agenda is, it's like, it's like, a, well, it's like a religion to them. Let me tell you this. If you fall for that lie, you're going to get wiped out. Why is you that will a, be deceived because we all know the truth. Jesse. Otherwise, I'm sorry. Kids even know the truth. That's right. Otherwise, you don't hide and go undercover to do wrong. Isn't that true? Jesse, if you think you're right about something, you're not going to hide yep. and do it. I believe that. Isn't that true? true? Yeah, so you're wrong about this, buddy. Well, well, let me I, see can't, I don't want to get into a All debate right. about it. All right. All right. I, go ahead. Yes, sir. I just have one question about that. Um, if you bring a man who has eyes from darkness into light, he's going to celebrate because he can see the light. If you bring a blind man from darkness into light, he doesn't see the difference. He, he, still, he still thinks darkness is fine. And, and only if he hears the testimony of someone else that there's such thing as sight will he want to see. But most of these people, they are blind and they've been convinced that that is wonderful. But the question is, do they know what they're doing? Do they, know, do they think what they're doing is right? They do because they're blind. No, they don't. They don't think it's right. We all have a conscience chasing us. We have it. I don't care what anybody says. We have it. Now, whether you obey that and go with evil or not is a different decision. But if you didn't have that conscience, then you wouldn't, you wouldn't hide to do wrong. So you wouldn't do it when people are not looking. You know what I'm saying? So what you're what saying is that? even the blind know that they're blind? Yes. Okay. They know what they're doing. I'm telling you, if you fall for that trick, you're going to get wiped out. 
They know. Why did Christ, even Christ said to the Pharisees, he said, you guys know what you're doing. He said, you know the truth, but you will not give it to the people to set them free. You know exactly what you do, but you pretend you don't. You use the truth for yourself. Yeah, you took down my argument. I thought I had you whipped with that. But, no. But they, yeah, the they, blind they, do know that they're blind. They know it. Yeah. Absolutely know it. Why do you think they are... Uh, uh, yes? Oh, okay. Oh. The question wasn't really answered. Oh, yeah. What was the question? Uh, about keeping the commandments. Yeah, how do you go about doing that? Okay. The way that you keep all of the commandments without an effort is that you got to love God with all your heart, your soul, and your might, and love your neighbor as yourself. Amen. Really. Amen. When you do that, you're going to keep the commandments. Yes, sir. That's all it really takes. Right. It's love. Because his love is going to direct your path in everything that you do. That's what you need. You need to be born again of love. God has created love through us. And when you love your neighbor as you do yourself, you're not going to lie to them, cheat to them, take advantage of them. You're not going to misuse. You're going to always be honest with them and hope that they'll get better in life. You're going to pass on to them what has been passed through you. And in doing that, you're going to keep the commandments. Because when you think about it, the only reason people break the commandments is because they don't have love and then try to satisfy themselves. It's never about the other person, it's about yourself. But that's how you do it. Now, how you get there is another question. Yes, sir? That was my other question. How you get there? You get there. Yes, sir? One of the commandments including the Sabbath. What is your take on the Sabbath? Like, you shall keep it holy that day of the seventh day holy. I have to deal with that next Sunday? That's crazy. No, I'm kidding. I'll deal with it next Sunday. It's too much. It'll take me off track right now. <laughs> okay. All right. But I wouldn't be. I wouldn't focus on the Sabbath right now. I'll focus on living now, yeah. and doing the right thing because your body is the temple of God. I would live right in that. Sure. And then let the days work itself out. But uh, I'll come back to it. The way you get there is realizing by the guilt and conflict that you have that you don't have it, that you're not there. Because the truth, like I said, is always trying to catch up with you. But then this other thing is trying to control you too. And so there are going to be conflict. And so you have to watch yourself. What are you doing to run away from the truth? Are you smoking a cigar? Are you <laughs> robbing somebody or lying or stealing or pretending? And, and, and what am I doing to uh, run away from the thing that can save me, right? And if you can realize that you don't have that perfect peace, then you be still and pray. You got to just calm down and allow that truth to catch up with you. Take the pain of being wrong because, you know, the devil doesn't want you to take the pain of being wrong. He doesn't want you to go free, so he'll let you run away from that conflict. But when you can realize that you don't have it and then calm down, when you pray, just be still and let the truth catch up with you, you'll start to change just like that. Really, just be aware. You got to rise above your situation, the, the mind of God. The consciousness of God. That's all it really takes. And whenever you're in a situation where you're not sure, and, and you talk about this a lot, the way you get over the thing is just become aware of it. That's how you get over anything. You become aware of it. Just be conscious of it. If you're mad, if you're wrong, if you're this or you're that, just be aware of it and it'll change. You know, and what I, what I mean by be aware, 
you can tell when you're wrong. You can tell when you have conflicts. You can tell when you're angry. I was uh, a friend of mine made me mad. And I couldn't, I had no peace until I found them and apologized. I was wrong, I'm totally wrong about that. And right away I was free because I rose above the situation. I didn't borrow any excuses to stay there. Amen. You know, because the devil's coming, he's out here trying to give me reasons. Oh, your friend was wrong, they did this. But my concern is not about what they did, it's about the way I handled the situation. You gotta rise above it. Of yourself, you could do nothing. You gotta let God's consciousness change you. That's all it really takes. Isn't that easy? Amen. Yes. Yes. No? <laughs> yes. That is so easy. Yes, Pat. I know a lot of people are, are self-deceived, though, and they, they have conflict, but they pretend that they don't. There's a lot of mechanisms that are yeah. used to say that I'm okay, or I am born again, or I am this or that, when they actually have conflict. Yes. What is that all about? I mean, More ego, more denial. See, the devil is real, real cunning. He's very, very tricky. And we're so connected to what we think and feel that he, he, he'll use that. He really will use that. And that's why God wants you to become aware of yourself, to know thyself. Because when you can know yourself, you won't, you won't allow him to deceive you, the deceiver to deceive you. Because you know yourself. But most people don't know themselves. They won't focus on self. Because the moment something goes wrong, they're going to blame someone else. That's not knowing yourself. The moment, uh, right. the moment they hear the truth, they lock it in their brains and start quoting it. Yeah. That's not knowing yourself. Knowing yourself is simply being aware of self and being honest about it. Just being aware without trying to do anything is honesty about self. But when you try to solve your own problems, you're not even honest about being aware. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? <laughs> the devil, and the reason it's so hard for so many people because we've been taught for too long about truth, about everything. We've been just so taught till it's hard for taught people to separate from not being taught. You know how guys say you got to come dumb? You must become dumb? Well, we're so locked in with being taught until it's hard for people to even know the separation of, uh, of what you know and don't know. Isn't that amazing? Yes. Amazing. That's, that's true. I find that with me. That, you know, I know what I know, and I constantly try to be still and get rid of what I think I know. A little loud. I'm sorry. A little loud for me. <laughs> Yell at me as though I was your boyfriend. No. No, I was just agreeing with yeah, and you said it's hard to separate from what you've been taught and, and allow discovery to happen. Uh, uh, that's, what's, that's what's wrong with most of the world. And then you get people who shelve the Bible down your throat, make you learn all these scriptures, just adding on to being taught. And it's hard to let discovery happen because you're so one with it. And I'm sorry about that. I really am sorry because a lot of people are suffering unnecessarily because of that. And the devil is just, you know, I think one of the worst sins that has happened, there are many sins, is the knowledge of good and evil. And people, they learn about evil in the same manner, I mean, they learn about good in the same manner they learn about evil, and they try to make good work, and you can't. And so that's the problem. 
yes, sir. How much time I have left? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Real quick. Uh, you're absolutely right in what you said before. Love God with all the heart and, and so on and so forth. But you know what? I can't even do that. Right. And, and that's all you need to know. Don't try to make yourself love him. I can't even Just do that. Don't pretend that you love him. Don't try to make yourself love him. Just be conscious that you don't. And the evidence that you don't is when you have fear and doubt and worry, insecurity, subject to your environment, uh, uh, you're locked in with knowledge, you know, you don't grow spiritually, you're the tail and not the head, you're addicted to money. Oh, I, I'm not pointing at you, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, <I would> like, <laughs> That's how you, because when you have that love, all of those things fade away. You have perfect peace. And then those things are not that important, but yet important, and then they're added on to, you know, the things you need are added. But that's how you know who you have it. You will have perfect peace. Yes, sir? Is it possible John's looking for something that he can't produce on himself? In other words, he doesn't have love anyway, nor will he ever have his own love. And he's looking to love God with something that I don't know that he can produce what he's looking for. Well, the one thing I would recommend for John is that he get over the knowledge of what you learned about truth. Because I noticed that it's easy for you to repeat what you've learned. And you, and you say it as though you've discovered it. Well, for example, you would say, you know what? That is faith. That's what faith is. That's what love is. And it sounds like you have it, but you don't. But you speak as though you do. You know what I'm saying? So that may be blocking the letting go and allowing God. But uh, you know what? I don't have this stuff running around my head or, or, or whatever. I really don't. Who will you get all that stuff from then? Uh, it, it written in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I really don't. I don't have these concepts you know, going through my head and all this stuff. I really don't. Well, let me just say this uh, because I'm running out of time. Um, I recommend that you pray. I recommend you get to know yourself, and when you feel anger, when you feel doubt. I even have people who come to these meetings, and they'll raise their hand to speak, and if I don't get to them or get back to them, they get mad at me and say, well, you didn't come back to me. You know, you ignore me. And, and when you feel that, that's a sign I'm not having what you're looking for, because what you got to say is not that important that you should be frustrated by it. So that's why I want you to get to know yourself, so that you can recognize, I'm telling you, if you pay attention to all that and not hate what you see about yourself, you shall be free. If you're frustrated by your outer environment in any kind of a way, then you have not found what you're looking for. You're supposed to be in it, but not of it. And if another man or another person or another thing can make you feel a sense of loss, then you're not found God. All right, that helps a little bit. I want you to just pay attention to yourself, to know thyself. Get a copy of my Be Still and Know CD. Uh, uh, it'll show you how to calm down, how to pray, and let God catch up with you. That's what you've got to do. All right? And watch. There's going to be a separation between what you think and what really is. You're going to be separated from the imagination, which God tells us to do. You've got to overcome that. And then you live by faith. You live this other life, all right? Um, go to my website at bondinfo.org or call 
2663. In order to be still and know CD, we also need your financial support in order to keep this going. Um, and be of truth. Tell the truth. Just be of truth. Let go and let God. And then Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 14 will start to overtake you. Your children will be blessed. You will be blessed and all. Thank you for tuning in. And thank you guys for coming. For more information or to purchase a copy of this show, visit us on the web at www.bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-BOND.